I just put the information so you can go listen to it on your bulletin at the bottom, uh, especially you fathers, uh, young fathers like myself who have children at home still. Uh, I highly recommend this sermon by Jeremiah Dickinson, Spirit-Filled Parents. It's on Ephesians 6, verse 4, and and, uh, very convicting to me. Um, Excellent, excellent sermon you can go listen to. Tonight we're focusing on the responsibility of children to parents, and our scripture reading is Ephesians 6, 1 through 4. Hear the word of our God. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. For this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you, and you may live long on the earth. And you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. This is the word of our God. Let's pray. Our Father, we do... Thank you for this, your word, and we pray that you would speak to us at each age in the way that we need to hear so that we might faithfully serve you in our households and uh, and please you in our homes. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So as I have been praying about this, I, I thought... A good question, children, might be, who is this commandment for? Of course, our young children are all looking down or in the restroom. Who, who, who is this for? And the simple answer we give is, is, it's for children, right? Children, obey your parents in the Lord. But who qualifies as a, a child? We we might say, well, we know who the children are. They're the ones who are told what to do by all the rest of the people in the church. Uh, they're the little ones, uh, and no longer as little ones. Uh, uh, but but who qualifies for this commandment? And if we think about it truly and honestly, and realize that there's no age limit on the fifth commandment, God doesn't say, until you reach... 12, which would have been the bar mitzvah age, right? You're, you're a man or you're, you're a girl. Uh, there, there's no, you're 18 now, but until then, uh, no, there, there's no limit. So we have to say children here includes everyone, regardless of their age, who has parents. And we, we can dig into that even more uh, because we might be tempted to think, well, once my parents die, then I don't have to keep the fifth commandment. But, but even that doesn't have a limit. God doesn't say, honor your living mother and father. And so there is no one in this room who is not under this fifth commandment. And in fact, there is no living human in history who is not under this commandment. I suppose we could say Adam and Eve slip under this one in a certain way, but if we remember that in Luke, the genealogy of Adam ends with Adam, the son of God, even Adam isn't out from underneath this one, and our Lord himself doesn't consider himself out from underneath this commandment. 
in Luke, we see him at the age of 12 doing what was right in his father's, God the Father's eyes. And yet he respectfully submits to his wrong earthly parents. And so there's, there's no human who is not categorized under this command. All who are children must obey their parents in the Lord, for this is right. Uh, how important is this, though? I, I think it's easy to categorize God's different commands. You know, they're, they're the serious ones. Don't murder. They're the serious ones. Don't steal. And then there's the ones that, you know, you can roll your eyes at mom and dad, and it's no big deal. Who's, who's going to really care? Stick out your tongue when mom's not looking. No, no one's gonna really going to care. Is, does God think that? Does, do you think God thinks that this commandment isn't important? No, right? In fact, in the Bible, he shows us how important he thinks it is. In the Old Testament, in Leviticus 20, verse 9, he declares, Anyone who curses his father or mother shall surely be put to death. That's kind of frightening, isn't it? How how did Israel make it past one generation? Uh, I, I think because parents had a lot of grace towards their children, or they'd be killing a kid every week, right? Well... You can also look at places like Deuteronomy 21, 18 through 21. God again and again repeats this kind of disrespect for parents has a death penalty in Israel. Now, we're not under that code anymore in the same way. The church is not given the sword to execute children who are disobedient. Uh, It is given other directions for their training. Uh, But... By looking at that, we see that this is a commandment that really mattered to God. It was to be taken seriously. And so children and of all ages, we, we need to take this one seriously because God takes it seriously. And in fact, the New Testament reiterates that. In 2 Timothy 3, verses 1 and 2, The apostle is talking about the last days, the evil last days, the times we live in. And he's describing the wickedness of humanity in the days before Christ's return. And one of the things he lists, disobedient to parents. And so even in the New Testament, God contains this in a list of things that he really considers evil to disregard and disdain or dis, uh, disobey our parents. So we need to take this, all of us, every age, no matter the condition our parents are in currently, or if they're still even alive, we have to take this command seriously because God takes it seriously. So we need to ask then, what does it mean to honor our parents? What does that word mean? Mean the Hebrew word used in Exodus uh, that that's kind of carried over in Ephesians six. In Hebrew, it's the word kavod, and the word kavod means heavy. So God is saying we're supposed to treat our parents like they're heavy. It's kind that's kind of weird, isn't it? What what does that mean? Uh, it it doesn't mean. That we're supposed to say, Mom, you're looking a little heavy. 
or, or dad, you're kind of fat. That, that would actually be the opposite of the command. What does it mean to, uh, to hold our parents as heavy? It means important. We don't take what they say lightly. We don't take who they are as insignificant. They are important. They are heavy in our lives and in our respect. In fact, if we want to see this word heavy, kavod, in its most glorious sense, it's used sometimes in the Old Testament of God. God is kavod. God is heavy. And in those texts, it's talking about he is weighty, and, and great, there's a, a volume to his deity and his divine glory. There's, there's such radiance that it just bears down upon us. So we can't even stand in his presence because he, there's such a weight of glory connected to our God. And God, when he chose to talk about our parents, he uses that word. A word which brings Isaiah to his knees. A word which surely is what is behind Peter falling down and saying, depart from me, I'm an unclean man. And then God takes that word and he applies it to parents. I think there's something to be seen in that. Because God using that word surely is reminding us where the honor and the authority of our parents is to be derived. It's because he has established that authority. He who is so gloriously weighty has put upon our parents an authority over us. And we are to see them then with a derived honor, a weightiness of how we view them. John Calvin taught that the honor here requires reverence, obedience, and gratitude. Reverence, obedience, and gratitude. Reverence, of course, is to hold something as important, to revere it, to to respect it. Obedience is, biblically speaking, to do what someone commands without delay. And gratitude the heart with which we do the obedience and the reverence. Now, uh, I, I slightly disagree with Calvin on this. I agree that good honoring of parents should include reverence and obedience in as much as we can and gratitude where there is uh, a reason for gratitude, but honoring at times will not include obedience, and, on, and honoring at times may not have a reason for gratitude. And that's what I want to focus on for the rest of our sermon, not giving us an excuse for dishonoring parents, but understanding that honor in terms of reverence is due even when we cannot obey, and even when we do not have a reason for gratitude. God has declared we are to honor and reverence our parents always. And so I want to think about two questions this evening. Uh, Two more questions this evening. One, why do we show honor to parents? And second, when is it appropriate not to obey our parents? 
Those two questions will tell us a lot about what God expects from us. And it will guard those two questions. Hopefully, if by God's grace, we answer them rightly, will guard us from sinning in the fifth commandment. So why do we show honor to parents? I, I think most of our hearts, we, we want to say we show honor to parents because they deserve it. If you're a parent, you certainly think <laughs> you, you deserve it, right? After all I've done for you, right? There's a, there's a deserving aspect. We want to define honor as something we have deserved if we're the parent. And yet, I think if we say, I owe honor to my parents when they deserve it, I'm leaving myself, my incredibly deceitful heart, that lovely little crack in the door to say, but they don't deserve it. At least not today. Not anymore. And so we we have to really assess, is the biblical reason for honoring our parents that they deserve it? But my parents aren't perfect parents. My parents are foolish. My parents are stupid. I'm not actually talking about my parents. Just This is how our hearts work, isn't it? My parents are wrong. And therefore, they don't deserve my honor. Furthermore, my parents have failed me in filling all these blanks, right? And, and some people have some pretty intense fill-in-the-blanks there. My parents failed me in any number of ways. Others of us uh, think that we have these major failures from our parents that uh, <laughs> we were always fed and we were always cared for and we were always protected and, and loved and the failures aren't really as big as we try to make them in our hearts. But some people, they're major failures, right? Desertion um, and, and forms of abuse. And, and so in such cases, we, we want to be able to say, I don't owe them honor. If the standard for reverence and honor is based upon their earning it, I don't have any gratitude to show. I don't have to show them honor. But again, the as we look at the fifth commandment, just as there is no age limit attached to it, so there is no qualification for the type of parent. Honor your parents. Honor your parents. Unless they're wrong. Honor your parents unless they're just not with the times. They just don't understand. Honor your parents unless. God doesn't use any unless statements there. We are to hold our parents not lightly, but with honor. And we are to do so because God is the law giver. And so when God says with his authority, I want you to honor them. And God is always deserving of our honor, fully having never failed us to then hear that command from him and treat our parents lightly is to treat God lightly. It's to say, God, because my parents don't deserve my honor, I'm going to dishonor your command and not honor them. 
and that is to treat God lightly. So the commandment is not based upon the earning of our honor from our parents. It is based on God who commands it, deserving all honor and glory and dominion and power forever and ever. Amen. Now that being said, uh, I do think we should note, though, that we're far too quick to not show gratitude that is rightly deserved there. Uh, We're too quick to say, my parents uh, haven't uh, served me the best and don't deserve gratitude. When the reality is, and I don't know all of your backgrounds here, but I'm not aware of any of us beaten and abused by our parents in this room. If, If you were, that... That's that's heavy. I'm not trying to write that off. But if you if you were clothed and fed and housed and loved and and many of you raised in the Lord, maybe not all of you, but many of you raised in the Lord. There are so many causes for most of us to show gratitude that we we just don't even think about expressing. And we ought to. Even though honor isn't based on what we show, uh, we reasons for gratitude from our parents, if there are reasons for gratitude, Calvin's absolutely right. We're not honoring if we don't express the gratitude where it exists. And if, if you were one of those people, or if you know people who have been abused or abandoned, it of course makes a whole different discussion of how honoring is to take place and and should be thought about more. There's not time for it this evening, but it would be a really good conversation to have, especially if if you are close to people who have not been treated well by their parents. Much can be thought about how do you encourage the honor of such a person who really hasn't earned it at all. But The main thing for us here tonight is that God deserves our honor and our obedience. And so when he says, honor your parents in the Lord, that's the only qualifier. We'll talk about that more in a moment, but that's the only qualifier. And it has nothing to do with your parents earning something. So, why do we show honor to our parents? Because, because God says so. Because God is worthy of honor. And because he has put these parents in charge of us. If we believe in his divine sovereignty, we know that he did not give us the wrong parents. It, even if they were the worst parents, if you are a believer you must look at the fifth commandment and say, God gave me the right parents to work all things together for my good. And he desires me to show reverence to these sinful parents. Some of us very failing parents. But we are called to honor and obey. Well, the other question then I posed was, when is it appropriate not to obey? Ah, 
kind of question we like. A loophole. We always like a loophole. We have to do something and it's not always going to be pleasant. So where's my loophole? When do I not have to obey? Um, and the, the key thing here is this phrase, in the Lord. In the Lord. That, that's a powerful phrase. In the Lord not only gives us the, the gospel power to actually keep this command towards sinful parents. In the Lord, we honor them. But it also sets the standard for when we are allowed to not obey our parents. Not obey our parents. It's the only limitation in scripture to the obeying of parents. And we find it best expressed, I think, but also often abused in a phrase from Acts 5, verse 29. In that context, it's about government, so we will think about it a little more next week, Lord willing, but it also applies to parents. And that is where the apostles say, Peter as their representative says, we must serve God rather than man. There's the standard for not obeying those who are properly in authority over you when it's a question of serving God or serving them. So when it's a question of serving God or obeying God or obeying our parents and you can't do both, then you must choose to obey God and not obey the parent. That's the only limitation that scripture puts on the obedience of parents. Uh, So I was trying to think of an example, very tangible. This has not happened, just for the record. But if Mia and I were at the grocery store and I said, Mia, I want you to take this apple and stick it in your pocket. We're going to walk out of here and steal these apples. And if anyone asks, don't tell them that you saw me stick this chicken underneath my coat. So we're going to steal and we're going to lie. Mia would be faced with a very hard decision, wouldn't she? She could obey me, but to do that, she would have to lie and steal. Or she could obey God, which would mean not obeying me. What in the world do you do? That's a hard issue, isn't it? That's when this comes to, to bear. We obey God. And not, not the parent. That being said, that's the limit on obeying. But there's no limit on honoring. So even as we disobey so that we might honor God by keeping his law, we are to do so in a fashion that is honoring towards the one we are disobeying. So You can think about this, and and we will think about this more, Lord willing, next week. But the example of the apostles, we see them as very respectful of the government, even when they disobey the government. They don't don't get uh, sneering and superior and mocking and uh, disrespectful. We don't find that. And that should be the standard for us with our parents as well. When, and to be honest, I I was reflecting this week. I'm 
a little older than you children are. And I realized this week I couldn't think of a, an example of a time when my parents called on me to sin. Nathan, you have to do this sin. That's different from saying I can't think of a time when they sinned. But I can't think of a single time when they required me to sin. And I had to choose God over them. Maybe some of you have clear examples in your head of times when your parents called on you to do something that is sinful and you had to choose God rather than them or that you failed to choose God rather than them. But I myself, that just has never come up that I can remember. Um, But if it did, I still have to go against their orders in a respectful manner even though I'm not obeying their sinful command. This is, this is very important. And I think it's very important for all ages of us of adult, adults, as well as the youngest of the children, with how we talk about... I'm con, I've been very convicted preparing these messages. I actually put them off a month first because I thought no kids were going to be there that week. And then all of the kids were there that week. And then I kept putting it off because I wanted more time to pray. Because it's very convicting that no matter what our age... We are called to honor our parents, even if we're disobeying them for the sake of keeping God's law. That's a, that's a hard thought, because our sinful fallback is to not respect things. I don't know if that's true in every generation equally, or if that's especially true in our generation. But at our day and age, disrespect is the default, isn't it? Anti-authority. It comes from a sinful heart. It also, it also that sinful heart is especially pushed on us, I think, in our society. Um, one of the commentaries I was reading this week had a quote from a woman who was part of uh, some of the movements in the 60s in America. And she was making the comment, you know, because our nation had the atomic bomb, we wanted to rip the nation down. So how did we go about it? We couldn't do it voting. We had to do it in the home. And she talked about how they very decidedly were going against fathers and mothers. Teach a generation at a young age to scorn their parents. Teach a generation at a young age that their parents do not have rightful authority over them and do not deserve honor or respect. And you, she said, tear down a nation. I think we can see the, the fruit of what she was talking about today. And it's not hard to see. And it's before us on every front. And so we have to really examine our hearts that even when we say, this is a sin, I cannot do it, I must serve God rather than man, Can we do that in a way that shows honor to our parents? I I think we can. I'll come back to that in a moment. But first, I, I want to also challenge us with this. That we not use this phrase, must serve God rather than man, wrongly. And it's often used wrongly. What kinds of things do we want to do in our hearts 
to excuse not obeying our parents. Well, one of the things we might say is, they sinned, therefore I don't have to obey them. Right? There's a very diff- there's a big difference between, for example, in that that grocery shopping adventure I, I made up of, of Mia and I, if Mia were to say, Dad, I can't put the apple in my pocket because God says not to steal, and I can't lie for you because God says not to lie, and Dad, I really don't think you should do this because God says not to steal. That would be a respectful way to go about that, but... But what wouldn't count biblically for disobeying me is if then when we got home, I said, well, you need to clean up your room. And Mia's response was, I saw you steal a chicken, which is kind of a weird thing. But yeah, I saw you steal. Therefore, I'm not picking up my room. Now, we all know that we would be tempted to say exactly that if we were with our parent at a young age and saw them steal. But technically, that's not what God gives us an exception for. Because there's no sin in cleaning up a bedroom. My sin does not create an excuse for my daughter to disobey on things that are lawful. Do do you see the distinction there? It can be subtle in our hearts. We are only permitted to disobey our parents in the Lord if we are being required to sin. We are not allowed to disregard our parents in the Lord if we know they have sinned, but we haven't been required to. There's a difference. If honoring our parents and obeying them only happened when they were sinless, then God wouldn't have bothered giving us the command. So, even this exception has to be used rightly. It's when I am being required to sin, not when I see the person with authority sinning. There's a distinction. Now, that, that distinction, though, doesn't remove this. The best way to honor a sinning parent. The best way to honor a sinning parent is to remind them lovingly and respectfully that they are not the ultimate authority. So even though Mia in this made-up scenario I've, I've given of having to clean up her room, even though she knows that I just stole a chicken from the grocery store, uh, even though she still has to clean up her room, the best thing she can do when we're at the store and I ask her to sin is to say, Dad, I can't do this because it would break God's law. And you shouldn't do this because it would break God's law. It's a reminder that even parents are under the authority of God. And the best way for us to honor them is to remind them of that fact. And so, and and this applies to us as adults too, doesn't it? As adults, we may be called in keeping the fifth commandment to go to our parents and say, it seems like you've entered into a sinful area of life. It seems that you are going down a bad path, that you're forgetting that you are under God. That's the best way to honor them at times, is to call on our parents to not sin and do so in a respectful manner. 
Well, I, I hope thinking through the exception, thinking through the reason for honor has been helpful to some extent. I think, though, the best thing we can do is remember our Lord. As as we conclude, I've already alluded to this, but it's worth thinking about more. Jesus, God incarnate, who there was never a time when he was not, who spoke and creation came into existence, who is God and is the creator of Mary and is the creator of Joseph, submitted himself in time and space under their headship. And even though he was about the father's business at the temple, when they came and said, come home with us, he subjected himself to them. He could have pulled rank. But then again, he had established the rank. <laughs> A mind-boggling thought, isn't it? Christ, God, but also the one who created parents. Also the one that shows who his parents would be on earth. <laughs> mind-boggling. But he submits himself to them. And that submission doesn't end at the age of 30. When he goes out, as the Messiah, into his mission. He cares for his mother. I alluded to this this morning in our sermon. John nineteen twenty five. When Jesus was suffering hell for you on the cross, he still kept the fifth commandment. By concern for his elderly mother, he said... To John, the apostle, your mother. And to Mary, his mother, pointing to John, your son. In other words, he provided for her. He established a way for her to be provided for as the firstborn son of the household. That was his job. And he did it while paying hell for you. If you ever needed a reason to humble yourself and honor sinful parents, the Son of God honoring his mother on the cross while he paid for her sins, surely that should cause us to respect our parents, sinful though they be. And of course, he kept this law with his heavenly Father as well, throughout his ministry again and again, thanking his Father, serving his Father, and even in the garden submitting to his Father, though it brought him great fear, thinking about the cross. This is the one who gives his grace to us in the gospel. And it is his gospel grace alone which will create in us the hearts to not roll our eyes at our foolish parents, to not stick our tongues out when we think they're not looking, to not talk badly about them when they're not around, but rather to create in us those who wish 
to love, honor, and respect our parents like he did. That's what the gospel does. And it's what the gospel calls us to. And so let us keep our eyes on our Savior. Yes, even on him at the cross talking to Mary that we might honor our parents.